Thank you for tuning into the Monarch Touch podcast. This is the place where we touch hearts and transform lives. My name is Kendra, and I will be your host. We have been in the hospital with our son, Ethan, for two weeks now. And even though this hospital in Orlando has been wonderful to us, they are not equipped with the technology or expertise that my son needs. So they want to transport him to the best endocrine specialist in the country, which is all the way over in Philadelphia. Here's the problem. If we had insurance, he would be there already. But because we are not prepared for these unforeseeable circumstances, we are forced to wait on a lot of legalities outside of our control. And as, and as I have been sitting here in this hospital room trying my best to answer people's questions and update family and friends on Ethan's updates, I've noticed how most of us are impatient We want questions answered and problems solved instantly. This is our need for control. We like to smooth out our discomforts. If God loves us so much that he continually teaches us all throughout our life, what is our lesson in this? I've been thinking about how God grows our faith so often just by making us wait. So I looked up the word in my Bible to see how many reference points are given. There are 12 times that scripture tells us specifically to wait on the Lord. I don't know anyone who actually chooses to wait, but if we are honest, we don't like waiting. Most of us only wait if we are forced to wait because it feels so unproductive. But many times in our life, we are put in circumstances where we must wait. So there must be an importance to this pause Being in a place of waiting, I'm realizing, though, that waiting just to wait is not what Scripture has in mind to grow us. Instead, the words of God are specific in teaching us how we are supposed to wait that is pleasing to Him and good for us. I want to share two thoughts that are helping me wait in love rather than in patience. Isaiah 40, 31 teaches, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Strength in this context is speaking about becoming resilient and being able to persevere even when we would normally have given up. Let's take a look at a few sentences before that. Isaiah reminds us who God is and what he does. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or grow weary. This God is where we get our strength to keep moving forward even when life feels uncertain, scary, overwhelming, heavy, and impossible. The one who never grows faint or weary is the one who says, Come to me and I will give you rest. He is strong where we are weak. There are times in life where every believer will be tested in waiting for the Lord to give us the strength we need to keep fighting, keep pushing through our struggles, keep believing. We will be challenged to wait because in our own strength, we are not enough. This is where my family is today. My husband and I didn't even realize how emotionally and physically exhausted we were until we took a two-day break from the hospital. Because of the COVID outbreak, there is a limit to the number of people who can come into the room in a 24-hour period. Our daughter had been wanting time to be there with her brother, so this gave us a chance to go home and take a break over the weekend. 
and she could go over there and spend time with him. We spent the night in our own bed Friday night, and on Saturday, we tried to go fast to get things done that we had been neglecting while we had been in the hospital. But instead of being productive, we both crashed. We started out with strong intentions. My husband mowed the lawn and I had to wash the carpets because my dog had gotten sick while we were away. And this is when we realized our emotional and physical fatigue. We had become exhausted emotionally each hour we waited, day after day in the hospital, test after test with no answers. Not knowing what tomorrow will bring means us not working and my son not going to school and finishing or even get started with his senior year. Our life has come to a complete standstill as we are being called to wait for answers that will determine our future. And if I'm being honest with myself, over the weekend, I felt faint. I felt weary. How I renewed my strength was coming back to the Lord. Isaiah thirty fifteen. God tells us that in returning in rest, you shall be saved. And this is what I had to do, come back to God. That meant I had to get out of my head with my concerns of money and worries about my son's health and pray wholly and honestly to the one that is strong, the one who does not grow weary. I needed a supernatural strength to hold me up because on my own, I want to crumble. He gives power to the faint. I found my strength when I came back to God with my fears, frustrations, needs, and hopes. So the first lesson in our waiting is remembering our source of strength. The second lesson God teaches us in our waiting is the importance of doing it quietly. I want to read to you Psalms 62, 5-8. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. When we see God as our rock and our salvation, the one that can deliver us, then we ought to wait in silence without grumbling. Does that mean we stop praying? No. There is a difference, though, between praying through grumbling complaints and praying in thanksgiving with hope and praise. In both, there is a great need. Scripture never underplays our need. Jesus makes it clear that God knows we have needs and that he even likes to give good gifts. However, are we approaching this God with reverence to who he is in loving him regardless of our circumstances? Or... Are we looking to God as entitled children who expect and demand better? Maybe unintentionally, we are not even aware that this is our approach when we are complaining to one another and grumbling of our sorrows and just making lots of noise in our head and to others. I catch myself often not waiting in silence and I realize that I am not far from the slaves who had been freed from the hands of God grumbling as they wandered in the desert. How about you? What do you sound like when you are forced to wait? The Our Father prayer that Jesus teaches reminds us that we are to praise God first. Our lives are only but a breath in time. God has always been eternal. 
The eternity with him that is promised to us then is a gift. It was never something we deserved or could earn. We, we can't even control what happens to our spirit on our own. So when we are praying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. We are looking to God in the right way with reverence and praise. Jesus in person taught the people then and his teachings have been recorded for us today that we need to have reverence for God's holiness. Sadly, if we are not intentional about this, we will look to God as someone who is made to grant us our wishes rather than seeing a holy, omniscient one who chose to create and love us. We have not been given the ability to be Lord over our creator, so we cannot tell God what to do. It also doesn't mean that God is thoughtless or evil when our prayers are not answered in the way in which we are asking or in the, in the timing that we are asking. Trusting God means trusting all of his ways, even when they do not make sense. Praising God every day, regardless of our circumstances, helps us to love the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, and all of our mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. As I have been trying to work through these unforeseen circumstances of my healthy son, almost dying, us bringing him to the ER, getting transported into Orlando, and now being told that they need to send him over to another state. All while, we don't have insurance to cover any of these costs so that we can get him the medical help he needs to live. I am overwhelmed with the heaviness of it all. My gut reaction is to cry out to God. But what I am understanding is that God does not say, don't cry out to me. He says, trust in me as you are crying out. Trust in me as you are crying out. Lean on me as you grow weary. Don't complain to other people of your miseries as if you do not have something greater fighting on your behalf. See me in the right context that I have a plan for you. Trust in me and I will give you rest. The rest that we long for comes often in the waiting when we understand how God wants us to wait with trust, obedience, and in silent anticipation. I am eager to see the plan God has for us, for my family, and for the people listening and watching us. I am eager to glorify his son through our suffering, through our waiting and believing in the name of Christ. Before David killed the Philistine, he cried out in faith where his strength was coming from. In 1 Samuel 17, 37, he says first to Saul, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. It's easy for us to boast with confidence while we are not actually in face of danger. However, our faith is put under pressure once we're in circumstances that create heavy stresses. But David didn't waver his belief in the Lord. He then spoke faith into the giant saying, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. So first David points out the obvious disadvantages this giant has over David. David is small, 
not even considered worthy to do battle. Second, David makes a bold claim where his claim will come from and why this is important. This giant, even though he appears like a mighty warrior, is defying God's chosen people. So God has a reason to battle against this giant. And David knows that this battle belongs to the Lord. And he is able to put his life on the line because he is putting trust into God. Another thing David does is he vividly pictures how this battle will end. He goes on to say, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the ear and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. David's courage comes from knowing who God is and understanding that it is the Lord's strength that would deliver him and his desire to glorify the one who saves. I am beside myself with how many people are praying right now alongside us in this hour of suffering. Like David, I desire that our united faith may help people to know that God is Lord over Israel and over all of the earth. May our prayers honor him and glorify his son's name. It would be easy for me to claim that I believe in God's mighty name, but by waiting here in this hospital in silent prayer with reverence to whom I am pleading with, trusting in his will, pressing forward, even when it feels uncertain and scary, continuously returning to him to find my strength, praising instead of complaining, and believing that this battle belongs to the Lord, then my faith can grow and our relationship becomes that much more richer. We glorify God when we learn how to wait on the Lord and do so with faith in Him and always through praise and love. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are in the Central Florida location and looking for massage, God willing, we will be back home soon with our son and I will be getting back to work. For now though, you can visit my website at monarchtouch.com. Thank you for tuning in today, and if you like the show, please share it with a friend. Wherever you may be listening, please subscribe and give it a five star so that other people may be able to find the show and also receive support in their wellness. And if you are listening on Apple iTunes, would you leave a review that may encourage other listeners to tune in? If you have thoughts you would like to share, then you can go to the Instagram or Facebook page, Monarch Touch, and leave your comments there. I appreciate you, and until next time, go out and make it a healthy day.